Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Top of the Key. I'm Grace, and as always, I'm here with Thomas. Um, not a ton of news this week. Period. <laughs> yeah. Um, welcome to the intro to the show. Not a ton of news this week. <laughs> so if this one's, I have no idea how this is going to turn out. If this one's a little shorter, again, that's why next, I feel like we've been saying this for like three weeks now, but next week, (laughs) on Sunday, free agency opens, like they can start negotiating. So maybe, hopefully, next week, there's more. Um, I mean, today, Jasmine Thomas announced her retirement after a very nice career that she had. Good for her. We love a a nice retirement because then... Then, then you don't have to spend a lot of time in the gym, which I'm sure they really like doing. Like, these athletes really love playing, so I joke. Yeah. But it's always nice to see a retirement. Yeah. Uh, First-round draft pick, all-star, three-time all-defense first team, just a all-around, like, yeah, good. She had a great, like, a really nice career there, spent a lot of time in Connecticut. Uh, last year, she was traded to the Sparks. I've I forget what that deal was all about. I'm trying to remember what that was in connection to. Yeah, I'm, I don't remember either. I'm about to look it up. I should have done this before, but you know. <laughs> well, I mean, so should I. There's two of us here. <laughs> yeah, there is two of us. Um, and all, one time, also, she won the the Turkish Super League a few years ago. So. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, we love that. Um. um yeah, she got traded to the Sparks. She also was – she did have some injury stuff, and and she tore her ACL in 2022. It was – okay, so the Sparks announced today the acquisition of Jasmine Thomas and the 10th pick in the draft for <clears throat> um, center Olivia Nelson-Odoa, Jasmine Walker, and the right, and the reserves rights to Kiana Smith, all pending physicals. So for a pick, really. It was a pick was involved, and that's what that, yeah. that was the big thing. But, um, yeah. She had a nice career, and now she's retired. So I wish her all the best in retirement. Yeah. Um, other than that, the Phoenix Mercury announced their they hired two assistant coaches, uh, Megan Vogel and Michael Joyner, both of whom have coaching experience, but neither have any experience in WNBA. So good luck, Christy Tolliver. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully they don't have weird quotes about um, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that you could make fun of. Is Michael Joyner a girl dad? <laughs> That's <okay. laughs> But yeah, I mean, again, they're both, they have coaching experience, so I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, just, you know, the, it, like the little things with the W that are different, Christy Tolliver will have to, you know, explain to them and, and she's going to have to show, you know, what's his face, what a basketball looks like. So, you know, she's just going to have her hands full. Yes, she is going to have definitely have her hands full. I was looking uh, to see if she, if she's related to Frank Vogel, former Lakers legend and championship coach, but I can't find anything, which would be kind of cool. But she's not. I don't think so anyway. Well, she can maybe win a championship at some point with Phoenix in like exactly not next yeah. year. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, like, literally the only other thing I have here for the opening, because I want to keep, like, the free agency stuff by itself with the offers and everything. Um, 
they're very very fun exciting news uh sundance is going on right now it just started today i believe and this weekend the sue bird documentary debuts which um i mean i'm looking forward to that i alex gibney's involved so it's probably going to be very good and yeah that's always good that's fun um that'll be a that that'll be a fun watch there's that'll probably be pretty interesting and that it's debuting at sundance is pretty cool too because that's just Sundance is like obviously you know this but it's like a big deal and it's an interesting thing that people care about and to have a WNBA thing going on there it's really cool you know yeah that's just more eyes on it and more things to talk about yeah and and with Sundance especially they're known for having very good documentaries like usually some if not most of the Oscar nominees for best documentary feature tend to debut at Sundance um so the 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 odds are that this is and i mean also you look at the people involved like i said alex gibney who did the um uh, my favorite one of his movies was the scientology documentary but he's done a ton of really great work he's producing it so it's it's i remember they filmed it during her final season so they were like following her around at the different games there's probably gonna be a lot of really interesting footage in there and i think we just need more women's basketball movies generally yeah, that's because it'll be a we, we we get a lot of that stuff in other sports like NFL has hard knocks and um, this is a little different, but the NBA had the last dance during lockdown and stuff like that. That was a really big deal. And hard knocks is a huge thing every um, off season, and they do one during the season now. So it'll be cool to actually see a WNBA team kind of from the inside. That's like a view we haven't really gotten yet. You know, like we yeah. haven't really seen stuff like this before. And Sue Bird's such a big name. Everyone knows who she is. That um that's a nice en- entry point to this stuff that hopefully if it does well, we could get more documentaries. Like a team like the aces would be an interesting team to look at here because they have such bright personalities and they're so interesting. And they were the best team probably ever in the history of the WNBA last year. Like something like that would be really ripe for something like this. Even going forward, we could get just have more stuff about it. Like that's another way to have people get invested because yeah. Someone at Sundance could watch this and be like, wow, that was really cool. I should look into caring about the WNBA. You know, it's just a way to get eyes on the subject. Yeah. And Sue Bird specifically is a very good, like, a, she's a good person to sort of start this focal point on just because she's so personable and she's so likable. Like, you never, you can put her in front of a camera and for an hour and a half, you're probably yeah. going to be entertained. Yeah. And you do that and, like, this kind of reminds me of the the U.S. women's national team having their documentary. Um, it was, I think it was Netflix, right? Am yes, I, I still I still haven't watched it, but yes, it was. I haven't, um, I haven't seen it either, but yeah, it's it's we we talk about this a lot where the women's leagues are kind of taking strides almost at similar times. And while that's obviously that's not a league, that's national stuff. But it's it's international soccer. It's still interesting to see this happening kind of in the same within the same time frame because that means we're really getting like more pe- people are more invested and they care more and that's always good yeah and um yeah it's just it's it's if anything else it'll be nice to pair that with the uh to group that with the candace parker documentary we just got yes. recently from espn and the yes. um documentary about the new york liberty from a couple years ago that also was kind of generally about the league um it, it there's been like a few really good documentaries about women's sports and specifically women basketball mm-hmm. so hopefully this is a trend 
Yes. And us getting those trends, it's, it's so fun to see because one of the reasons why we're fans is because of the players. As much as we're fans because of teams and fans because of like community and all that stuff, we're fans because we enjoy watching these players play. Like, and otherwise we would, we, we would get less of that. We would get less inside um, baseball about that stuff, for lack of a better term. And now we're starting to get more and more of it. And that's awesome. Yeah. And then, you know, hopefully the next thing we get is like cool, fun, narrative fiction films about uh, oh, yeah, sports. Where's that... our Hoosiers? <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome, too. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to keep an eye out for that This because I'm obviously all in the Sundance thing. So I get all the, the updates and everything like that. So I'm going to keep an eye out and see what the... Um, vibe is coming out of that movie how good it is and uh yeah i'll well i'll keep you posted can do a music uh, a, a movie review yeah yeah just a little that that's probably gonna take longer but yeah uh so let's let's take a break we almost got the 10 minutes here that's pretty good uh let's take a break and we come back we'll actually talk about the uh free agency news of the week Okay, and we're back. So this week was a lot of um, reserved, restricted offers this week. Um, so like Nicolina Milic was given an offer from the Lynx. I'm, I'm going in chronological here. Um, A.D. Durr was given a offer from the Dream. What I found really interesting about the, the A.D. Durr one is that A.D. Durr has come out and said, this is my preferred name. And I get that, like, the confusion is there because they previously went by Asia. Um, but everything is, like, including the dead name, including, like, the league website and news sources. And I'm... Really? I'm, just I didn't, put AD. Because, yeah, it's not, that, it's not... AD is not exactly a complicated name to put out there. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah. And, like, the last name is, is specific enough that if you're talking about the WNBA and the Dream offering a like a reserved offer to someone if you just say dur you're gonna know who you're talking about yeah so like that has been a very interesting and like a little annoying thing to see people constantly like in parentheses put asia not their name they don't use that yeah, so no. why exactly would not anymore that's not how it works yeah um joiner holmes in the storm uh shook sutton and mercury the sky got a few in there rebecca gardner who we had talked about as a potential free agent um robin parks and morgan birch uh kiana smith who we just discussed was part of the jasmine thomas trade and bernadette hatar with the sun uh the sun also extended a core qualifying offer to brianna jones which of course they did yeah of course none of these are i didn't find any of these typically surprising i don't know about you um yeah no this all like I was reading the names and you know I was like yep yep totally yeah, makes exactly sense. the only ones that were surprising were the ones where I went oh I didn't know that they had like three years in the league already yeah there were some of those um that I didn't realize were even core eligible but yeah like I was like oh yeah they'll keep them anyway so I'm not ter terribly surprised yeah um but the the big news of the week, which we'll, I figure was, we'll probably spend quite a bit of time on, is the um, after last week when we talked about the Washington Mystics Elena Deladon drama, uh, we got a new entry into the saga in that the Mystics have now cored Elena Deladon. I'm a little uh, surprised. Me too. I don't know about I, you. I, I 
my first thought was why her and not cloud yes that's why i was surprised like um if if you're doing it with anyone the, yeah why is it elena who's who's older more injury prone and uh seems to want to leave anyway whereas i could see cloud maybe wanting to stay more yeah and it's not like cloud is crazy young she still she is in her 30s but i don't know Deladon is 34, so three years older, because uh, Cloud is 31. Uh, three years older, way healthier, like you said. I don't know. It's just, if Elena Deladon really does want to go in a new direction, then stopping her from doing that at the expense of maybe Cloud, because of money purposes, is a little curious to me. We'll see what actually happens if maybe they trade her, or maybe they end up working something out and it's less money than we think, or I don't, I don't really know what's going to happen, but yeah. it's just an interesting thing because I kind of expected them to just part ways and shake hands, but, and say, we'll see you for the retirement for, for, for the number retirement ceremony in a few years. But no, it seems like they actually want to keep her, which is, I get it because she still is very good. Like I would probably say she's their best player still, but how it, it only matters when she's on the court. And she's yeah. just not on the court as much. So I'm a little yeah. surprised overall. Yeah, so one year Supermax offer at the very least. That's that's the li- like the limit with this. If you can't agree to anything else, that's what you get. Um, obviously, as we've seen, you can negotiate something else. Um, I guess that if also if the Mystics feel like she really wants to leave, that this is a way they can get something back for her in a sign and trade. Um, but my thing with that is it's one thing as a team to sign Elena Deladon and know like, okay, she might you have be to hurt. trade for her now. Now you have to trade, you have to send pieces. And like, this is, it's going to be a decent sized contract probably for someone who has a bad back. And so like, like this probably takes like a team, like the Liberty or the aces out of it. Like, yeah. and then I don't know, I don't know where, where she goes. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I can't imagine the Aces or the Liberty trading a bunch of picks, especially if you're, I would say more, I could say now I think the Liberty would be completely out of it, even though I think they were long shot to begin with, because their picks next year are really valuable. So I don't really know how you could possibly sign and trade. And then at that point, if you're Elena Deladon, you're like, I might as well just stay. Because... Yeah. If I get signed and traded to Indiana or whoever it is, like <laughs> Connecticut, then it's like, what's the point almost? Yeah. Connecticut, maybe. I guess there's that, you know, still the, the chain, you know, they're, they're I'm just throwing, I'm just throwing names. But out like, there. yeah, I'm like Indiana or like the Lynx or something like that. Like, what are we even yeah, doing? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, are you going to really do that uh, when you don't even have, then at that point, like you're taking Elena Deladon's, uh, agency in this way, which they're the teams are always going to do that. They're going to look out for number one and the number one for the front offices is the team. It's not the players. And that's how it is, but it's just weird. It was uh, it was an interesting choice because I expected that to be cloud. Yeah. I, I want to read out. I saw this, um, the sign and trade thing, which I get like the, like the trade that the potential trade, the Liberty could make if they wanted to get Elena Deladon. And I get this. Like, this is probably what the mystics would want. But in what world are you saying yes to this? Where it's um, the Sky Show, 
shy on on Twitter. Who's uh, it's an account I actually really like. Uh, Thornton Willoughby Carrera for though. 2024 round one pick 11, 2024 round two pick 11, 2025 round one pick swap. Who says no? Like, that's probably what the Mystics would want. Yeah. But, like, in what world do you say yes to that? If you say yes to that, you got to absolutely nail the fringe signings. Yes. And And you have to be, like, pretty certain she's not going to miss that much time. Yeah, it's a risk. That one is risky. But... If anything, I almost feel like this coring, because like you said, like the teams that were that Del Don would want to go to if she wants to win would be the Aces, the Liberty, whatever. If Candace Parker is going to come back this season, that basically just guarantees in no uncertain terms that the Aces resign Candace Parker at that point. Because who are you oh, taking yeah. over that? Yeah. And it's the same thing. It pretty much, like, I feel like has helped nail down, like, the Liberty now are going to try really hard to keep John Quell Jones. Because if you're going to have to send a bunch of shit for Elena Dell, why are you doing that? You could just get John Quell Jones for $200,000 a year, yeah, which you probably exactly. have to pay Elena Deladon anyway. Yeah, exactly. It's so. it, makes it, it makes it a lot more complicated. It makes the whole thing a lot more complicated, which is probably what the... <laughs> The Mystics probably want it to be a lot more complicated for their own selfish benefits because I can't imagine they want it to be easy. They like they're just not in the they're probably not in the position. And also, if you really look at it from the Mystics point of view, like they weren't bad last year. Like they they pushed the Liberty in their playoff series. They 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 if everyone was healthier then they were a better team, but that's we're talking about it again immediately. We're talking about health immediately. So Yeah. Yeah, that's, you know, it's, it's a very interesting move. And my other thing with this is, you know, the report that it from the next hoops, which is a very good site, I'm not going to say they're not a good site. But again, this is sources close to Elena Deladon said this. There's always the chance that that source just was talking out their ass and actually Elena Deladon wanted to stay in Washington or that the source was saying that that to push the mystics into doing this. The Elena Deldon actually wanted to stay, but if I want to leave now, maybe they'll want to keep me. It, yeah. Maybe I of- could see that. Like, I guess, but that's like 4d chess when I don't think that I think if, if you're the, if you're Elena Deladon and the mystics, like that's your franchise franchise. Like you're yeah. not letting her go for, for fun. Like that doesn't make any sense. You know? Well, it's, this is, this is Kathy Engelbert's league. Things don't have to make sense here. Can we get a uh, expansion team check right now? No. Are we still at um, an odd number? <laughs> we're going to, it's going to be, there's going to be a half team. It's going to be <laughs> wonderful. It's going to be, remember when the Rays were, were positing that they would play oh, with half a, the year with in Montreal? Montreal. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be that. It's going to be half just- the year in Portland and half the year in Charlotte. No, half the year nowhere. Yeah. And they 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 take te- they take a half they take an expansion draft at the All Star break, <laughs> and there's a new team. Surprise! That'd be kind of that would be chaotic. I kind of like it. We're accidentally giving them ideas now. Yeah, she's listening. <laughs> like, oh, write that down. It's like a barnstorming team where they just show up <laughs> places. <laughs> Surprise! Surprise is Caitlin Clark is crazy. That's the name of the team. (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, so I think that about, so again, such a slow news week. I love saying that. I can't wait until we can stop saying that. Um, maybe next week. But Yeah, I mean, free like agency is opening on Sunday, so yes, I would and be shocked if we don't get signings. Well, not official signings, of course. Sure, but, like, you know, I'm talking about, official, like, It can't happen officially until February 1st, but at least... Some rumors. like we're gonna. I'm, gonna I'm, I'm assuming we're gonna get some like expected to sign when the when the yeah. free agency opens. My, my kingdom for some rumors at this point. Yeah, I'm assuming we'll get some of those. <laughs> uh, but let's take a break and we come back. Um, I wanna we can talk about some uh, some college basketball stuff. All right, and we're back. Um, so I wanted to 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 touch on this. Cause I saw a tweet earlier today. Um, about. Haley Van Lith, um, who was kind of like, you know, obviously big, big name last year during the tournament, especially um, Louisville got to what the, was it the elite eight or the final four? I can't remember, but it was up there. Like she really yeah. had him on a run. Yeah. Um, and then over the summer, she transferred to LSU. And this is like an insane stock drop because she's a senior. They're doing mock drafts. Her name is. She's Jody. not even in them. No, not way. even in them. Um, and then a video was making the rounds today, uh, yesterday and today, of her during like a I don't know if it was one recent game or some recent games where she's wide open on the wing, and she's not a bad three point shooter. Wide open on the wing, and no one's passing. She has. She's waving her arms in the air. She's yelling. And no one's passing her the ball. They're just driving through the paint. No, no movement to her. And you can see her like visibly getting a little annoyed. Yeah, it's and, it's rough body language. Yeah, like there was there's one towards the end of the video where she actively puts her head in her hands, and it's just I, it's so weird to me. Everything about this is weird to me because at the time I feel like the vibe was obviously she transferred because she wanted to get to a championship and LSU is probably going to be the best, best chance for that. And maybe there was something about wanting to play with Kim Mulkey, who knows, but they know it. That's a, to speak to that. She's known her for a long time. Okay. Um, it was part of the thing. They, they like knew each other in high school. Like when Van Lith was in high school, she knew Mulkey. Okay. Um, so it was, it was part of it. Um, I'm, I'm looking for it now. The exact quote. I don't know if it's in the exact quote itself, but there was definitely they definitely already knew each other. Okay. All right. It just it always felt like a weird fit. And it's kind of bearing fruit now, and it, it sucks, but also like LSU has, especially with Angel Reese, sort of pushes their play through the posts. So and they had established guards who weren't leaving. Yeah. It's it's just, it was, it's odd. And, like, it's not just, like, oh, she's not getting as much or whatever. Like, the, her, I took took a look at her averages on ESPN for this, for this season so far. And they are the worst that they have been her entire college career. And she is, you know, on a better team than she was on. And, you know, is a senior now. She, she She's as fully developed as you can get in college. And just, it's just 
everything is i mean she's getting slightly less minutes than she's ever gotten but the numbers i mean she is not even in the top 150 in terms of points per game not even in, like like she, i think she's 72nd overall in terms of assists it's it's really bad like i didn't realize how yeah. bad it was until i went whatever happened to Haley van lith which is always a bad question to ask when you're a senior and it's it's tough for her because it's at this point uh, I don't know how she gets back into the the mock draft. Like she's gonna be like a undrafted free agent, second round pick. Like her stock is gone. Like if you, if she was in first rounds in the mocks early. Yeah. You know, like late, but still, like she was like a first round talent. People thought that she was gonna get drafted pretty early, and then she just here we are. It's tough. The only thing I can think of with her, she needs a big tournament. She needs a big tournament. She feels like a prime example to take that COVID year. Oh, to like stay and yes. maybe transfer. She again. has the she has the extra year of eligibility, like every senior does this year. This feels like a case where she could do that to rebuild stock. You know, especially if Reese leaves next year, and that leaves that opens up like a like a scoring like a starting vacuum a starting in, in spot, yeah. yeah. So that's the only thing I can think of with her because like you said, she was a first round pick and now it's just like, she, I don't think she goes undrafted just because of the name, but like she'd be a second round pick. Yeah, She'd be a second round pick. And at that point, I mean, we've seen from the past few years, there's no guarantee you're sticking around on that team past opening day. Yeah. I mean, a a second round pick is a roster bubble person in 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 the w i mean it's a roster person it's a roster bubble person in any form of college in any form of professional basketball there's just not enough yeah. roster spots for second round picks and um yeah it's 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 tough because she's it, there was a clear reason why with how good the team is and how or what looked like they were going to be even though they are still obviously good how good they are and how good how much of a championship run they could have went on. And then she would have been a, she would have been a part of it. Like, obviously, but it's just all gone wrong for her in ways that she probably did not ever anticipate happening. Yeah. It's, I mean, at this point I'm like, I've never was not rooting for her, but I'm rooting for her. Oh, you know, course, you like, yeah. you yeah. like this sucks last year. If, if there was a draft where you could enter before, your senior year in the W she probably would have entered last year and she probably would have been taken very early first oh round. yeah she would have she would have left yeah but this is this is the this is the the issue with having a draft that is you have to spend four years in college you cannot leave early it it it, it this is this is like now Haley van lith is looking like she's going to be a casualty of this yeah uh and then it sucks because there's just, unless she just, like I was saying, unless she just goes crazy these next few months and goes completely off, then I don't really know how she climbs the ranks because other people are just playing well. Yeah. And she can't, like she's not she cracking, can't go off. She, she's yeah. not cracking the first round. Yeah. At this juncture. It's just not happening. So. She can't go off if they're not passing her the ball either. Yeah, like, that's yeah. Like she's standing there waving her arms around. No one's giving her anything. So she like, yeah, it's tough. you know, it's just tough. a tough position. Uh, I also just want to, I, I want to just quickly touch on this. I don't know if you've, you've seen this, but um, 
Caitlin Clark is is in a way going viral on TikTok right now from a um five six man who believes he can dog walk oh, yeah, her I in saw basketball. That. <laughs> I saw that. This tonight. is the funniest shit I've ever seen. And I think that this is we you see this a lot with women's sports where people believe that like, oh, you know, any man could beat a woman in one of these sports. Which is like, listen. If if it's Caitlin Clark versus whoever I don't follow men's college basketball, but whoever the top ranked men's basketball college basketball player is, then yeah, he's probably beating her. You sir, who played community college basketball and are now playing in your local her. rec league, you are you will be getting dog walked. She is going to stomp you like a bug. He's not beating her, no. Um, and and there was that video a few weeks ago where it was like, well. If you just took a, a team of high school boys, they could beat the WNBA champions in basketball. No, they can't. No, they can't. <laughs> like, these are top of the, like, the in their prime, peak of their ability athletes. And, like, every time right now I see a man say something like this, I think about that video of the woman who is, like, a D1 track athlete. And her boyfriend's friend was like, yeah, I could beat you in a race. And then she just whooped his ass. Oh, that's what what happened. It's, (laughs) it's so funny to me when people do this stuff and like, you're not probably getting a shot off. Like, like there would be advantages on the boards a little bit where just for height reasons, because like some six foot dude is going to like get a board over someone who's like five, eight. It's just is what it is. But they're going to lock you up on defense. Like you're not scoring. Yeah. Like, like you, you're going to, you're going to try to score and it's going to go poorly for you because you're going to try to drive and you're going to get your pocket picked and it's going to be over and they're going the other way. The athleticism difference, the, the speed difference, the decision-making difference, the, the court vision difference, it's over. Yeah. It's, it's just this, this is like Plus the shooting, the <laughs> shooting difference. Like no, the, these dudes who are like crappy high school players or even like solid ones, they're not reliable from three. They're going to, they're, they're going to throw bricks. Yeah. And like Caitlin Clark is throwing a ball from, from yeah, the logo essentially. And turning Caitlin around Clark to is, complain. <laughs> Caitlin Clark is cooking them like straight up. <laughs> I think, like, rotation players on LSU are cooking high school guys, to be honest yeah. with you. These are, these are top-ranked programs. To be able to get into the program, you have to be elite in your, yeah. you know. So, college, high school ba- basketball players, and also, like, high school basketball players, boy, like, boys high school basketball players, a lot of them aren't fully grown yet either because guys grow later than than girls so they're they're also like in that weird zone where like yeah in four years they'll be able to beat them but also like right now they're we i don't know i went I to high school where the athletes were terrible <laughs> so also <laughs> i feel like that colors my thoughts <laughs> i mean it, it it largely depends on the on the level of recruit but even then like most most level of most high school teams just don't have those guys like that yeah like my high school, they were just all terrible. Every sport, it was like a. Now they're good. Right after I leave high school, but yeah, um, they're good God, now. But those teams, you know, my 
my this is getting away from the topic, but my uh my high school football team, two homecomings in a row allowed um a ninety-six yard return and then a ninety-eight yard return for touchdowns. That's what you want, actually. actually <laughs> two homecomings in a row. The second one I went, didn't this happen last year? And they went, it was actually worse this year. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, that was that was my high school. Those pep rallies were something else. <laughs> Not a lot of pep. Um I mean, we cleared 30 minutes, which is quite good for the little amount of information we had. Um, Do you have anything else you want to add? There was a mock draft that came out on ESPN. Oh, yeah, yeah. It has has Cameron Brink going second, and I was surprised. (laughs) Yes, a little odd. Um, I saw that, too. I was was out, and I saw that, and I went, that's weird. I wouldn't – I wouldn't do that if I were the – She's good, though. Cameron, oh yeah, no. Cameron Brink is good. So she's the third best player, I think. But yeah, Paige I just, Beckers I is having take... an insane season this year. Paige Beckers is like you take her over, over. She's one. She's number one overall most years. It's just um, she's coming out the same year as Clark. <laughs> it's it's it's, it's it, Caitlin Clark looks better than she's ever been too. So you know, it's it's one of those situations. It's gonna be a very fun but season for the W. It's also it's a pretty good. I was looking at the draft. It's actually a pretty good draft. Like, there's yeah. a lot of names. There's a lot of talent. And the, the Liberty are projected to get Charisma Osborne, right? Yeah, that that was in that one. Yes, and like that would be great. Yeah. We're signing up for that. Yeah. But like, that's that's good that there's just you could go one through. You could be an NBA champion or a WNBA champion or WNBA runner up, and also get a good player. Yeah. Where. I feel like sometimes some drafts were weaker in years past, but we're getting to more stronger drafts year in and year out. Yeah. So it's going to be, it's, this is going to be a fun season of the W. We're going to have a lot of really good rookies coming in. I agree. And I like that. Uh, young fiery players like that are fun. There's going to be more. Um, it, it, it allows rebuilds to actually get happening, which yeah. we need. I also like Indiana, like Indiana being good would be great. Oh yeah, absolutely. It, like, and really, all they need is Caitlin Clark because Leah Boston is already so good on her own. Yeah, they're gonna have to, like such a floor of being talented because of them <laughs> too. That I hope they act on it with free agency, knowing that Clark is coming. Well, they're not getting uh, what's her face, uh, Skylar Diggins Smith. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I mean that's that. That's gonna be a. Uh, it's gonna be quite a quite a moment for the draft. I'm like so. I'm t- I'm like fried right now. Um, thanks for listening. Um, I can't even talk right now. What happened in that three minute period of us talking about the mock draft that my brain just died? Um, you can follow us on Twitter at totkpod, and you can email us at totkpodcast at gmail.com I got it right this time and I didn't write it down nailed uh, it <laughs> nailed it <laughs> my brain that was actually the only thing in my brain so I couldn't think of any other words other than pod podcast pod podcast um thanks for listening hopefully next week there's more stuff the negotiation period opens on Sunday so hopefully there's some rumors or anything I would take anything at this point 
this is this is rough um thanks for give listening me, give me a training camp Simon, please <laughs> yeah dude what well, uh tammy fen bengali yeah or she, she, she yeah she did she did <laughs> sign a training camp yeah so we're we're off to the races stove is hot um thanks for listening we'll talk to you next time goodbye